We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, USU, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host and producer, Julie Kraftchik, as we explore this crazy dateable world. Are you hungry? Because I'm hungry. It's time for brunch talk. And we're going to dish right now. <laughs> time to dish the best time of the week. But I don't know, I can think back to some of my favorite times when I was single. And it was definitely going on those marathon brunch sessions where you just got it all out. Oh, yeah. I mean, after the date, right? You're not talking about like brunch dates. No, no, I mean, like okay. the post date yeah. recap with yes. your friends. Because I feel yes. like, okay, not that I mean, clearly, when you're in a relationship and there's an issue you need to talk it through with your partner but when you're just like have these random dates it's your friends that get it talked through (laughs) oh absolutely those days of waking up with a random person in my bed and being like all right i gotta go i gotta get to brunch with my friends (laughs) and then you get to brunch and you sit down you're like listen (laughs) i don't remember his name (laughs) i don't remember (laughs) how we met but i think it was a good night Right. You're not going to unpack it with your Tinder date. There's no way. But you know what? Maybe people should. (laughs) Maybe, actually. After an awkward date, you're like, let's go to brunch the next morning and really digest and dissect everything that happened. Yeah. Or like before a one night stand, you're like, okay, let's do this. Let's sleep together. But let's promise to have brunch the next day (laughs) when we're sober. I remember, I don't know why I'm thinking of this, this guy that I thought was a total fuckboy. And we had a date that it seemed like things were going to really progress to the next level. And then he completely ghosted me. And then years later, I ran into the same guy at a Halloween party. And he was trying to like hook up again. And I'm like, dude, I don't trust you at all. And he's like, well, I've changed. Clearly, Mm. I wouldn't be going after you. I go after any other girl, someone that doesn't hate me. You know, there's so many easier (laughs) people here. Touche. And I was like, that's true. And then he like came back over. And then I still got this vibe again. That I didn't trust him. And, and basically, he ended up leaving and nothing happened. 
And the next day he texted and he's like, I'm going to take you to brunch to prove that I'm a good guy <laughs> and I'm not a fuck boy. And I just like, I mean, I was in a place that I was like not over someone. So it, some of it had to do with him. Some of it didn't. But I just I couldn't deal with it. But that was his good wow. guy proving technique was brunch wow. the next morning. <laughs> That's wild. And no, once a fuckboy, always a fuckboy. No, just kidding. No, reform fuckboy. Right. I was like, the thought of sitting here with him over brunch, I'm like, I don't know about that. <laughs> I think that's why we like brunch so much, because you would never get brunch with someone you didn't like. No, you have to be right? really into them. I feel like anyone can go and get drinks with whoever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But to do the Saturday date or the Sunday date in the daytime, mm. it's serious nope. at that point. Yeah, I feel like forget the DTR. This is the sign that things are progressing. <laughs> I don't need to know our labels. I just need to know if we're going to brunch. <laughs> right. If, you, if someone's willing to hang out with you in the daylight, that's a good yeah. sign. Yeah. Low bar here, people. <laughs> Low bar. <laughs> well, we're going to get to something a little bit more serious now. If uh, we can get to the question, the question is, how do I get over a bad breakup? Ooh, okay. In more context, I ended a relationship with someone I was really into a couple months ago. I know that we are not right for each other. And fundamentally, this is the right thing to do. But I'm having trouble resetting and restarting essentially as a single person. What is some advice to, to enjoy being single and to not reminisce of a relationship that I know won't? be the one. Mm. Breakups are so hard. They really are. Even if you've been dating someone casually or it's been like a two-week relationship, they're still hard because someone's very intensely in your life for mm -hmm. a period of time and then all of a sudden, poof, they're gone. So I think this is another opportunity to reframe the question instead of how do I get over this breakup? How do you get through this breakup? Mm -hmm. And what I mean by this is you got to go through the feelings. Step number one is to feel the feelings. Do not deny them. Do not avoid them. Feel the feelings first. Yeah, I would argue the step number one maybe is a acceptance that mm. you have to accept that this is not the right thing for you. And I've definitely been here before. And I know that this is one of the challenges that our brain tells us one thing, but our heart tells us another. Mm. And I think these situations where you ultimately know it's not for the best can be difficult because you almost, you know, you almost feel like I'm being stupid by feeling this way. You know what I yeah. mean? And it, it's this element of not just being through the breakup, but being hard on yourself as well that really starts to deteriorate. I remember when we did the the episode with uh, Dr. Gladys Otto about uh, heartbreak and getting over heartbreak, what she said about acceptance being the first thing has really stuck with me because I know when I went through breakups, I definitely did not accept it and I just felt everything I needed to. But then months in, I still was wondering, okay, I've given it the time. When are they going to come back? Or this isn't mm -hmm. over yet. 
Yeah, because without acceptance, your brain starts going back to all the good memories and then starts yes. convincing you that there shouldn't have been a breakup in the first place. You could have done this to save the relationship. Your brain does all kinds of wacky shit. It's not telling you the, the truth. It's just telling you what your body wants to hear and what your mind wants to hear. So with that acceptance, something we've learned to be very effective is to write down objectively why you broke up. Mm -hmm. And not the moments of tenderness, not the moments where it was so great, but there are very concrete reasons for a breakup. Write them down. So every time you get to a place of, ooh, maybe we should get back together, look at that list because that is the most objective list of facts you'll ever see. Yes, that is so helpful. And I definitely agree with feel all the feelings. Like that is a definite step that needs to be taken. The more we suppress it and feel like, oh, I'll be okay. It does come back to bite us later on. I think another big aspect aspect is, is it the person I'm mourning? Or is it that I'm now starting over? Or mm. I have to go back on the apps? Or I finally thought, you know, I wasn't the single one. And now I am. Right. I think there's so much of that that comes in that actually really has nothing to do with the person at all. And that doesn't mean that you won't miss them. But it means that there's other work that can be done. And personally, I actually like in the moment, the breakup that I went through was the hardest thing I'd ever been through. But I don't know if mm -hmm. I'd be doing this podcast and have the levels of like introspection that I have if it wasn't for that breakup. So what how can you funnel and look at, you know, this next chapter, not as something that you've lost, but what can you mm -hmm. gain moving forward? Because I even think about the episode we did with Katie Storino and her talking about how she built her entire mega babe brand business, yeah. and business after her divorce, like really good things can happen from the end of one chapter. Yes. Moving forward is the key here. So I like to think about two arrows. One is pointing forward and one's pointing back. And every time you have a thought about this breakup or relationship, think about is this a vote in the forward arrow or the back arrow? Am I thinking about this that's productive, that's progressing me forward? Or is this just bringing me back? And that helps you put a framework around your thoughts. Not that you can't have these, but you're also kind of keeping a tally of what these thoughts are doing for you and if they're being productive or beneficial at all. And moving forward doesn't mean I'm so over it. Yeah. I know I can do better. I know there's someone better out there for me. It's hard to go from breaking up to thinking these thoughts right away. But I think the first step is I am open <laughs> to believing that there's someone better out, out there for me. I am open to believing that there's a reason why this relationship ended. Yeah, let's talk about the amount of time to getting back out there mm. because I've definitely swung on both sides of the pendulum and it can be painful in yeah. both ways. For my really brutal breakup, I, you know, I didn't date for like a year after that. And I think mm. in some ways that was really good for me because it gave me the reflection and I realized how much of my life, you know, I was just around other people to avoid being in my own thoughts. So in that respect, taking that year and taking that break was really essential. The other side of it, maybe I wallowed a little in pity for maybe longer than I should have. And I feel like I like didn't even want to go out with friends and do a lot of stuff. You probably remember this period, UA. But I remember yep. really mm -hmm. like 
struggling to even do that type of stuff. And that was not really helpful. I think the more love we can fill ourselves with, and we've talked about this with Dr. Anna Machen of when Mm -hmm. you lose one love, filling your cup with other love is actually really helpful to move forward. So I think it can be really easy to retreat and just want to watch TV and have like Ben and Jerry's. And you know, it's a cliche, but I definitely fell into that cliche. And I think there's, you know, again, some good from it. And then sometimes you're not necessarily pushing yourself forward at the same time. Yeah, people always ask, how long does it take to get over a relationship? And remember that rule back in the day? I don't even oh, yeah. know who the fuck came up I with this rule. I think it was rule. Sex of the City. It was Sex of the City. Was it yeah. Sex and City? Another Darren Star. <laughs> Some formula yeah. where it takes half the time of your relationship. So if you've been together four years, it takes two years to get no. over this relationship. Such a crock of shit because, okay, come on. How can this formula apply to everyone? And also you can't, if you're sitting there for two years, not doing anything, <laughs> working on yourself, progressing yourself forward, there's no way that when the time runs out at two years, no. you're, you're going to be magically out of this the sadness of the breakup. So it's about how much you want to work on getting yourself through Mm -hmm. this heartbreak. And that is so dependent on you. And there's no formula. There's no timeline. It's about you taking that initiative every day to think, am I getting through this right now? Am I working towards that light at the end of the tunnel? Yeah, I've also gone on the other side, though. I remember after the breakup with um, my ex from the UK that had to leave, being like, I don't want to do what I did last time. So I'm going to get back out there ASAP. And I remember three days later or something ridiculous, I had another date lined up. And I went to the date, was on the date. And honestly, this guy, there's nothing wrong with him. But I was just not in the right place. And I remember going to the bathroom and crying and like Mm -hmm. being like, I need to leave and then getting in an Uber and breaking down. And that was too soon. So I learned my lesson that sometimes you can't rush it either. You need to give yourself that breathing room. Like you said, there's no hard, fast rule of the time at all. But the more you can do to fill your cup, I think that's where it can help. And lean on your friends, like re-engage your passions and all the stuff that you love doing. Anything that can bring you love and joy is exactly what you need at this moment. To be fair, though, you almost have to do and try different things. Yes. Just yes. to know that you're you're not ready, right? Yeah, like if you true. didn't go on that date three days later, maybe you would have thought, maybe I'm ready to get back out there. But the key is course correcting. Yes. You going out there three days later and then saying, I'm not ready, I'm gonna take a pause, that's course correcting. If you just kept going on dates, even <laughs> right. though you knew you weren't ready, that's not course correcting and that's counterproductive. So here's the thing, go try things because maybe you don't know how you really feel till you try them, but then be really brutally honest with yourself after you try it to know if you're doing the right thing for yourself. Yeah. Let's hold that thought for a quick message. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the 
I love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATABLE at ViaHemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to ViaHemp.com and use the code DATABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's ViaHemp.com and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. This episode is made possible by Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out. Listen, I live in Southern California. There is absolutely no need for puffer coats or any sort of those winter jackets. But when I travel anywhere else in the world in these cold months, I'm often burdened with the task of getting winter clothes. And now with Armoire, I can just rent my winter wardrobe. It's brilliant. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash datable. That is armoire.style, spelled A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. We are so excited to share with you our new podcast, Exit Interview. Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey, and yet we rate everything in our lives from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review, featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. He upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. Wait, wow. What? There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. And feedback that will make you swoon. When she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? And maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, knew I was going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I think, you know, the more self-care that you can give yourself. For me, I remember the best thing I did was going away to the to Calistoga, to the hot springs. Yes. One, it, you know, it sounds lame, but this was the first time I ever did a solo trip. And it wasn't even that far, mm. but I just didn't do that. I was always relying on other people. I think that's what I learned from that big breakup and why it was really hard is that I didn't have that foundation of self at that time. And again, that mm. was the gift 
gift that it gave me eventually, right? But doing that trip, one, it felt super empowering. And what else was empowering is that I had talked to talked about doing this trip with my ex and it never happened. Yeah. And I was like, fuck it. I really want to do this. I'm going to do it. That is empowering to realize that you can still do the things that you want to do. This person is not the only source of having them happen. And then, you mm-hmm. know, also having that reflection time. And I mean this in the nicest way possible, but I remember I went with you and some of our other friends to the same hot springs. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I just like missed that meditative time that I had yeah, on a solo. Same. It's not the same. And not to say that that wasn't fun too. It was just a different type of fun. So again, how can you look at what's new in your life as additive? It may not be the exact same. And that doesn't mean that you're going to have not any moments. I mean, there were definitely moments on that trip that I remember being brutally sad, but it means that you can also look at how you're growing from this whole experience. Oh, yeah, so true. I mean, we used to talk about relationships like you meet someone who meets your needs, but at the core of relationships is that you meet your own needs. Yes. And that's what makes a good relationship is that you are not needy for each other. You choose to be with each other. So in this breakup time, it is so important to meet your own needs and know that you have the power to meet your own needs before you start looking for someone because then you fall into that thirst trap <laughs> of, yeah. oh, I'm so needy. I need I need someone to complete me. I need someone to make me feel whole. <laughs> like, fuck all of that. You are whole. Yes. As far as I've seen, nobody's walking around with half of their body. You are <laughs> fucking whole and you're not looking for someone to complete you. Just meet your own needs during this time. At least not for a breakup. They're not walking around with half a body that we know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was a, this is kind of funny. I was reading this book and this guy's like, I I bought this piece of artwork where from far away, it looks like one person with a belt on. And then when you look closer, it's actually two different statues of two different people. They're intertwined and the belt is actually their hands together. But when you separate them apart, they actually stand by themselves. They don't topple over. Interesting. I like that. Yeah. He's like, this is the best representation of a relationship is you are as one, yes, in a relationship, but when you're apart, you're also as one and you stand on your own. You know, I feel you. When we started Dateable, I feel like the core of who you were was never something we thought we would talk about nearly as much. No, no. (laughs) I mean, that is everything, but also... Uh, clearly who you are, but keeping the other love in your life is so essential. You know, for the times when the, it shouldn't be just because you have a breakup, now you need your friends. That should be your life with a partner as well. So then if something like this happens, it's just, it's not like, oh my God, now I have to scramble and call my friends back that I haven't talked to in six months. And again, that's not the only reason you need friends. There's so much satisfaction in all types of relationships and love. But I think in these times, like you do need to realize that other people love you and just because you don't have a romantic partner doesn't mean that you have no love in your life. There is so much love if you choose to see it. There is just so much warmth all around you, people who want to be around you, people who want to support you. And it's not just your partner or your ex-partner. We put so much emphasis on relationships that when they're over, we feel like a part of us is gone or devastated, we're deflated. But if we can be stronger with the network around us, then we will never feel this way. Imagine the next breakup you have, because who can control the future? You never know what could happen. People have divorces, things happen all the time. Think about the next breakup or separation you have and feeling that 
power of wholeness, mm -hmm. even without that person in your life, that is the ultimate feeling that we're all striving for here. Yeah. And this might sound a little woo-woo, but I think the more <laughs> you could have the mentality that life is playing out the way it's meant to be and yeah. what is right is going to come to the surface eventually, it might be hard in the moment. Of course, you now are alone or you don't have that person anymore. But in a year, yeah. in two years, like looking at what your life is then, one, you could have found someone that's a much better match for you. I mean, now, like when I look back to the, that period, I'm just like, I wish I could have like told my, like my past self, my future yes. self could have told my past self, it's going to be okay. This is actually helping you find the person that actually is the right person for you for the long haul. So there's that element. But also, it's not just about finding another person. I think I, my future self would tell my past self, look at all the stuff you're going to do for you. And that makes yeah. you whole in the upcoming years that honestly, like having this person that was making you feel shitty or making you feel not enough, or yes. you were had so much emphasis on trying to make something work that just wouldn't work, that would be distracting from the stuff that you had going on in your life that's so meaningful at this stage. Sometimes you almost have to compare your relationship to yourself to the relationship that just ended. Because what we've seen is as we get older, the relationships that don't work out are not because you lose feelings for each other. Yeah. You still like each other. The passion's still there. It's that you have misaligned goals or your partner doesn't want to be there for you all the time. But if you compare that to your own relationship with yourself, regardless of what happens, you have this unconditional love for yourself and you always show up for yourself. Why would you settle for anything less than what you provide for yourself, right? Think about right. that. So if a relationship that your partner is not there for you, they're not stepping forward towards you, they're stepping away, that's not the kind of relationship you want to be with anyway, regardless mm -hmm. of whether the feelings are still there. Feelings are easy to catch. Yes. Okay. <laughs> We've talked about this on other brunch talks even, but it's all redirection and mm -hmm. you're not starting over, you're starting from experience. So while it might feel daunting to get back on apps or get back into the dating scene, maybe you're older, maybe there's some fears coming in that way. I personally think the more life experience you have, the more dating experience and relationship experience, the more you know yourself, if you can use this to get to know yourself the best way possible, yes. dating doesn't have to be this brutal, time-consuming, painful experience. Like I remember, you know, this time when I was dating, even though there was a period I was getting rejected a lot when I think about it, because I was so at one with myself and happy, I really like it rolled off of me. It wasn't something mm. that was detrimental to my ego and self-esteem. But I think if I had looked at myself a few years ago, I would not have been able to handle it that way at all. Mm, yeah, it's all from those experiences, right? So ultimately, how do you get over a heartbreak or a breakup? You get through it. Mm -hmm. First is understanding that you have to accept what has happened and feel the feelings. It's not going to feel comfortable at first. And then you got to think about how can I show up for myself? Yes. What are the needs that I can fulfill for myself without a partner? So partner is not the most dependable thing in your life. You. you are the most dependable thing in your life. Then think about where can I nourish more of that love? Where mm -hmm. can I give more of that love? 
my friends, my family, my network, my community, whatever that may be, and always work towards progressing instead of going backwards. Right. And it's not to mean that every day is going to be peachy keen, but I think sometimes when we say like, oh, lean on your friends, it's let me talk about my ex with them. But how can you start to see the positives that this next chapter has and not just dwell on the past? on what happened. Again, not to say that you can't be sad and have those moments, but the more you can embrace what's around the corner, that can help you get through it. Okay, well, good luck to everyone out there. When you're in it, when you're in the thick of it, it is brutal, but Mm -hmm. you will get out of it. That's all you need to remember is you will get through this and you'll be stronger for it. And we're here with you, by you, for you, all the way. Yes. You've got people supporting you. And thank you for sending in this question. For uh, everybody else, even if you've submitted a question, keep submitting them. It's okay. You can submit (laughs) more than one. Uh, You can message us on Instagram, DM us at datablepodcast, or you can email us hello at datablepodcast.com. We read all of the emails and we're trying to address all of the questions you all are sending in. Awesome. We'll see you next week for another Brunch Talk. Bye. The Dateable Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at Dateable Podcast. Tag us in any post with the hashtag stay dateable and trust us, we look at all those posts. Then head over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes as well as articles, videos, and our coaching service with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We're also downloadable for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, Stitcher Radio, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable. Mm-hmm.